It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Mills the mic alongside Joe Medora on the 7th day of December. 6.06 on the clock and 32 degrees and cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. And Joey, well, uh, you know, we're listening in a little bit over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105. Uh, it's the Frank Solich Show with Russ Eisenstein as they're getting ready and, and talking with Athletic Director Julie Cromer as they are figuring things out. Uh, I guess they're talking about the bowl season right now, um, but that is uh, what's over on 105 and, of course, sports fan right over here. And, uh, you know, it seems weird because the football season was a little bit of a distance ago, at least for us, for the high school season. Uh, you know, Trimble going far and also New York also, uh, you know, going uh, further back uh, in, into the postseason. But... Uh, they came out today with the Division Six or Division Seven All Ohio football teams. Uh, the Offensive Player of the Year, Kale Long, out of the Graff Riverside. He was a senior. Defensive Player of the Year, Cameron Hollabaugh, Warren JFK Senior, and the Coach of the Year, Chris Schmidt, out of New Bremen. Uh, but there are a couple of TVC Hawking players on this list, and that includes Tabor Lackey, the first team. Uh, you know, obviously the the Trimble quarterback, five ten, hundred eighty five pounds. Um, but Lackey's on the list and a couple other guys uh, on the first team. He's the only one on first team for offense, but first team on defense, you do get Blake Guffey, uh, 6'2", 200 pounds. But two Trimble players, first team All-Ohio in Division Seven, and uh, you know that only, and they're both juniors. And they're returning next year. It only shows that they're getting a little bit of recognition outside of here, and uh, you know it should be an exciting season for the Tomcats, as it always is, next year. Well, I mean, not only that, but it's Lackey's first year playing quarterback at the varsity level, and he's able to pull out a, you know, first team all division award. That's that's huge. Uh, probably big for the confidence, and we uh, we already talked about it. When the season then, just how many guys are going to be returning next year? And I mean, they got guys on the second and third team as well. But uh, yeah, for you know, I thought Guffey was a clear cut, one of the best players in all the division. I mean, just I'm shocked he got it on the defensive side of the ball over offense because you know he was that impressive as a wide receiver but he also flew around on defense as well and made a lot of plays so you know you really could have gave it to him either way same for Tabor Lackey honestly uh but you know nice for him to get the the nod at first team quarterback and Guffey to get there I saw uh Downs is on the third team I believe that's what team you made right at running back yeah uh, a couple other guys uh, running back Blake Newland out of Eastern second team uh third team for Trimble was uh yeah it was price downs uh, again a junior 6'2 185 pounds third team offense um and then ian spencer offensive lineman uh they will lose him next year he's a, a senior but uh again you know, a couple players on first second and, and third team yeah pretty i mean it's what we come to expect from the from the tomcats there and i see them get the recognition but if you mentioned i mean god well football scene ended forever ago so it's it it kind of funny that, you know, that list came out to just now. But, uh, yeah, good to see the Tomcats getting some recognition on there. And as we mentioned, I mean, for as good as they were this year, you know, another undefeated regular season and then got all the way to the regional semifinal before ultimately losing to uh, to Newark Catholic. But they're bringing everybody back on this team next year. They're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with, not only in the hockey, but, you know, 
in all of Division Seven if that's where they end up remaining. Right, and I think they will remain in D seven. I, I I would hope that they don't go up to D six again. I think they could compete at D six, um, but D seven is where Trimble belongs, and that's where they really succeed. And uh, it's always great to see you know those awards come out: first team, second team, third team. Um, but again, it seems like forever ago. Uh, that we had this high school football season. We've already had a couple of high school basketball games on the airwaves. Of course, you and Brad went out there to Southern and called the Southern-Nelsonville-York game, where that was a 65-60 to win for Nelsonville-York. Yeah, it was uh, a real good game. Yeah, you're saying what? Ethan Gale was, uh, was doing pretty scoring. well in that he had, game? He had 20-plus. Uh, you know, Drew Carter played a good game. He had a big three late, made some big free throws. Uh, they had a lot of guys step up and play uh, pretty well in that game. Uh, McKee. Off the bench, played pretty well. I believe he got into double figures. Uh, Tomei hit a few big shots from deep in the first half. They had a pretty uh, pretty solid rotation going there in that game. A lot of guys contributing. And, uh, you know, Southern made a nice little comeback there. The league got the double digits, and Southern, you know, it looked like they were about to take control of that game in the early fourth quarter. But uh, Nelsonville-York was able to weather the storm there and come back and stay on top for the victory. But it was a, it was a good game. First, Good first one to see. First, uh, first game of the week game of the year so it was uh it yep. was an entertaining one it was i mean you guys had one too over uh, over here on wath between athens and gallia yeah that was a uh, 42 to 40 win for the bulldogs over gallia academy uh jacob sayers i'd say would have to be the hero of that game because sayers just in that fourth quarter came alive uh eight points uh was really looking nice even had a couple underhand uh you know layups off the left side for sayers and yeah, he, he was looking pretty good um, but, of course, you know, Whiting, I think, contributed about 14 points. Uh, Derek Welch did a tremendous job locking down uh, Isaac, um, uh, what was it, Clary. Uh, Isaac Clary was like 6'7", 6'8", you know, 180, 190 pounds, maybe even north of 200. Um, I don't know what they, they had him listed there. But you know, a tremendous job by him and Tanner McCoon because those, those two guys shut down their big guy. And he had you know, a double-double against Megs. And the game before that. Um, but Galley Academy now at 1-1. One one. Athens, uh, they now go to 2-1 uh, and one on the season because now they uh, they split over at the Zanesville Tip-Off Classic. Then um, they lost, so they're now 2-2. Two and two. They're now 2-2 two and two on, on, on the season uh, with a loss to, or with a win to Galley Academy and back-to-back losses um, you know, the, uh, the night before to, uh, to Warren. But yeah, you know, it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty good uh, high school basketball season. Uh, excited to see where the Bulldogs can go and progress. Of course, once uh, Trey Harris comes back for the Bulldogs, I know he's been out for a couple games. I think he's going to be out for close to two weeks uh, or whatever he has to, to do there. But uh, when he comes back, I think that this team really could have a chance to you know, make make a little bit of noise here in the TVC Ohio. Um, and the I was taking a look at the other games around the conference yeah, TVC Ohio has had a lot of either postponements or cancellations. We know Alexander has been suspended until December 7th, which was today. Uh, but their next game uh, at Waterford, I saw, was postponed. So tomorrow's game for them was postponed. And uh, we'll have the game of the week between uh, the uh, Fairview Christian and Federal Hawking game. That game will be uh, over on Power 105 starting around 7 o'clock with Brad and Joey. That game... Should be a good game, but and we get to see what Fedhawk does after last year, where they, I think, shocked a lot of people. They came out of nowhere and they had a tremendous year. Um, but yeah, let's see what they uh, what they can accomplish here this year because that's a uh, that's another good team, and I'm excited to go out there and call those games. But 
740-592-6646, the number to call in for the sports fan. Of course, over the weekend, uh, not a good scene for Cincinnati again, because the Cincinnati Bengals, it was, I'd say, less than remarkable. Uh, that, that team has, it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's hard to watch at this point, right? I don't know, you don't have any horses uh, in the fight, any horses in the race uh, in that game, but just two or three for 296 yards, Dolphins were looking good, and uh, since I just, wouldn't go that far, it's, it wasn't an ugly, it was a pretty ugly game on both sides. Yeah. But I mean, you still like to see where the Dolphins are compared to where Cincinnati is. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins found a way to win. They're trying to fight for a playoff spot at this point. And I tell you, if the Dolphins would have lost that game yesterday, I mean, coming down the stretch here, they're sitting at eight and four right now. They got the Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, and Bills all left on their schedule. Uh, you know, you could make a case that. Perhaps they could finish 8-8 eight and eight in this thing. So if they would have had a loss to Cincinnati yesterday, I mean, that would have just thrown a wrench in probably all their kind of playoff hopes that they have for this season. Uh, yeah, what I, I would call it an uninspired performance by Cincinnati. I mean, they had the nice long touchdown of Tyler Boyd early in the game, but it, it, they just look so flat, so uninspired. Uh, you know, it's just it feels like they know that uh, this season's kind of kind of in the bag now with, you know, with Burrow going out a few weeks ago, and they just, you know, they know they don't have a, a great quarterback in Brennan Allen or Ryan Finley. That You got to see both of them yesterday, both of them threw interceptions. Uh, Tyler Boyd gets ejected, uh, which was, uh, I thought was a terrible decision. I mean, there was just some guys hand-fighting on the sideline, and, you know, that's the extent of what I saw, and they, they both get ejected from the game. So, you mean, automatically that you're one guy who made a, uh, any kind of significant play, the 72-yard touchdown, they give him a 7 nothing lead, that goes away. And the defense played solid in the first half, but, I mean, then, you know, Dolphins kind of just started chucking the ball around a little bit and it started working out. And then once that happened, the run game opened up for Gaskin. He finished with 90 yards on the ground. It just looks like a team that, that has checked out this season. And, uh, you know, I know some people, you know, you might be a little happy about that because you want them to have a, a top draft pick now due to the fact that, that there's really nothing to play for. But, you know, just to, with Zach, what Zach Taylor has done this year, they just look like such an uninspired team right now. And that's going to probably make you question if he's the guy that should lead this team going forward. And we do have a call on the line. Call, you are live right here on the Sports Fan. Oh, I feel like if Joey hadn't got hurt, that we would have won these last few games. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so or not? I think so. I mean, no, I think I mean, that... I think that we would have been probably ended up in pretty good... Um, it seemed like we only had been a few, a few points. Well, I'm sure Joey could have threw it enough to get... I'd seen him all through high school. I know what he could do. Mm -hmm. Right, absolutely. I mean, if we would have played a whole game in high school those years, if they a first string and played the whole game, they generally just started the second half, and then they were out. Right. The scores would have been way over 100 every game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But another thing, I wonder what happened um, Friday night at the basketball game. I, I kept getting Boston. Boston. I couldn't get the Athens at all. And finally, I got it for the game start. But I know I talked to somebody else and said they never did get it, see, because they did. They probably just gave up. For, for, but. I worked for uh, 15, 20 minutes trying to find him, and all I could get was Boston. Yeah, the uh, the Athens game was right here on 970. Oh, I uh, know that's where it was, and that's where I tried to find it on my radio. 
Where are you going on, AM or FM? AM. Uh, how far away do you live from from Athens? I mean, you don't have to give me an exact it's address. But it's a plane. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you should get you know, 970 right through. Uh, That's the first time it's ever happened. And I know, I don't know whether you know Pat uh, Gibson. She said she never did find it. Really? Fred, Fred's wife. I said, well, I found it, but I worked and worked. I said, you should have called me. I did finally. But I kept getting Boston. I don't know whether it was Boston State of, I mean, the state of Boston or what, but every time I'd answer, I think it would be Boston. Yeah, it and would I, be. I even went to other radios. I got three in the house, and I went to other radios to see if I could get a channel. So were you picking up another station, or were you? I don't want to pick it up. It said Boston. I don't know. Boston. So I don't know what kind of state. All I'd ever hear mentioned was Boston. Yeah. So. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to look into that for you. But yeah, I mean, it was terrible. I thought I'm not going to get to hear this. You can't go. I'm not going to get to hear it. Right, right. You can always get it on uh, our website, wxtq.com backslash wath. Uh, that's the live stream for the internet. This. I don't uh, have all this stuff. Yeah. I'm. I don't have any of this computer stuff or any of this other stuff. See. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, Nelsonville Station was coming in okay for their game every place, but just passes. And then, like I said, when it came in, it was just fine. Well, but, I promise you I'll look into that. And uh, But nobody ever said anything why we couldn't hear. That's what I was surprised that they would say, you know, they were sorry because, you know, you didn't get to hear the before it started. In fact, when I finally got on it, it already, you know, it started, you know, but I finally did get it. Yeah, as long as you got it, uh, you could also listen in on 97.1 FM if you can't get it on AM either. 97.1 FM, huh? Yep, 97.1 FM. Okay, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, if, um, you know, always, I mean, if you're having trouble listening to the station, you could reach out to us, uh, call on one of the lines. Somebody will be here to pick it up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if only Joe was in those games for Cincinnati, uh, circling back to he's the not. We point. Can, I mean, it's not a well, yeah. it's not a point worth discussing. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks. He's not he's not playing right now, and right. <laughs> you know. And the only thing that we can hope is that he makes a full recovery, so then he can make the impact uh, that that we would hope that he would have. Yeah, I mean, he showed the first you know eight nine weeks of the season. We know they know what they have. They got a great quarterback with the first pick of the draft last year, but uh, you know, right now you're seeing that. If you t- as soon as you take him out of that equation, of course, quarterback's a very important position, but they don't have anything else there that is going to help them win football games here in the future uh, if, you know, if Burrow is not, not the guy in the center of the offense. I mean, Brandon Allen, you can't, you can't blame him too much, but, you know, it's, he got thrown into a tough situation, but they're just not, you know, there's not a good football team, and, you know, they, they were already struggling with Joe in there. But uh, the offense looked competent. Now it's just, my God. I mean, they, they can't get anything going. <laughs> right, right. And we got another caller right here on the Sports Fan. Caller, you're live. To follow up on that woman's call about Boston, I was getting your thing fine on 97.1 FM. That's good. But I know Boston is 1030, and we're, we're awfully close to that. We're 1020 is KDKA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's right near that Dow, and you, I can get them at night whenever I have two new guys out and want to hear something else on. But Boston's easy to come in. It really comes in even better than KDK, and I thought KDK was a master radio station since the oldest. But uh, I do appreciate listening to you guys. Keep it up. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you listening. 
That's good, Connor. Someone's hurt. someone's out there hearing you on on oh. Friday nights. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, of course, you know, nine seventy a.m. or ninety seven point one f.m. And of course, you know, if you got any issues or anything, you know, you can email us. You can uh, go to the website, find some contact information, wxdq.com or uh, 970wath.com, uh, and you can always, uh, you know, somebody will be here and uh, we'll be able to help out. And of course, we want to hear about that too. Um, but you know, it's uh, it was a good game to call and uh, on on Friday, and you know, Bulldogs are looking to build off of that, and you know, they got Circleville coming up on Wednesday. Um, but again, like you were saying for, for Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they are, uh, you're going to drive up there or they come into, uh, we got we got to go up there. Oh boy. Yeah. We'll, we'll be going we'll out drive there. That is a drive. Yeah. That is a little bit of a drive, but I think that, uh, you know, Troy, I think he'll work around his, uh, his work schedule mm-hmm. and, uh, we'll probably leave a little bit earlier. I don't know if it's going to be as long as the drive that you guys had, uh, cause you had to go. How long was it to Southern? Southern was only like, uh, you know. Like 40, 45 minutes, nothing too crazy. That's not too bad. No. No. I mean, I think Circleville is like 50 to an hour or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever, I mean, this it'll be a good game. You know? that, and that's the most important thing, and getting the game on the airwaves here. Uh, so that's also the uh, important thing there. But, um, you know, we also got the Cincinnati Bengals on the airwaves. And, and for the Bengals again, this next year is the year that you really want to pay attention to. This year is the year where we knew that there were going to be a lot of issues, offensive line, uh, no pass rush. Uh, you know, you thought you might have solved the problem with the running back and, and had uh, Joe Mixon, uh, but Mixon really hasn't well, done anything. They have a problem running back. They ran for a thousand yards last. Year. He ran for a thousand yards last year. Yeah, I mean, you. The issue is not skilled position no. on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they're weak up front on both sides. And, I mean, there's not too many strengths of the defense. Well, they didn't play, you know, terribly yesterday. Only up 19 points. But still, in the end, over up giving up over, you know, 400 yards of offense. I mean, that's not going to get it done. Bengals, or, uh, excuse me, Dolphins won the time of possession pretty easily. Uh, but the problem is, you know, you're up 7 nothing throughout most of the first half. They have 7-6 lead. And the halftime defense playing well, getting off the field. And they just couldn't do anything. And, you know, Again, we're talking about Brandon Allen, a t- tough situation. He's practice squad quarterback a couple weeks ago. Now he's coming up and playing because Ryan Finley looked so terrible in the half that he got to play against Washington. What I mean, you know, Allen played so poorly, they had to get Finley back in there. They just, I don't know, it's just uh, they got a lot of, to figure out there. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of, it's kind of tough to watch this team play right now. I mean, Giants game last week was pretty ugly. The, uh, the Washington game for that was pretty ugly. And the Dolphins game last week, I mean, or, or yesterday, I should say, that was, you know, that was a pretty poor game as well. They just, uh, they're weak up front, allowed six more sacks yesterday. Um, it's uh, this team in shambles right now, and I think you got to look at the coach and just see how uninspired this team looks when they go out on the football field. I mean, there's nobody in there getting them fired up to play right now. Right, and it's not my position to call for, you know, a firing of a head coach because you, you want to see them succeed, right? They're in a position, and it should be a team effort. Everybody's moving in the same direction. You, know, you want to see this guy succeed, but at some point you have to look at it and be like, well, maybe this just is not working out. Maybe he's just not the right guy. He's probably a good guy. I'm, I've never met the guy. I never talked to the guy, but you know, I'm sure Zach Taylor is friendly when you talk to him. I don't think he's like a, uh, you know, a hardball, you know. I don't think it's going to be, you know, any negative when you talk to him just one-on-one, but maybe it's just not cut out to be the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, you saw what it was in the locker room situation with all the news that came out like two weeks ago about how, 
you know, John Ross and other you know, players were unhappy with how they were being used and how communication was being uh, relayed throughout the locker room. Uh, you saw how a couple players were you know, seeing through kind of the, the pep talk when Joe went down a couple weeks before that. Um, you know, you, you kind of see how the locker room has been lost a little bit for Cincinnati. And when that happens, it's a hard thing for a coach to get back, you know, that trust in that locker room and to get back, you know, the confidence that he can go out there and coach. And when you really haven't won more than two games in a season, and when you're losing, I mean, they're about to lose. You know, next week would be 10, 10 games in a season. I don't see where Cincinnati get picks up another win. It's the Cowboys. Andy Dalton's one of going to want to come against a cow uh go against the Bengals he's going to want to win you know that's his former team that's a team that you know benched him for Ryan Finley so he's going to want to go out there and kind of show him that he can still go out there and, and be a quality starting quarterback so there is not in a quote-unquote easy game for Cincinnati moving forward now, you saw what the Giants did against the Seahawks. I mean, they had Colt McCoy as their quarterback, and they still found a way to win. Those guys are inspired. That Giants team, that's not a thats not a great team, but they're just a group of guys that have solidified and have, you know, come together underneath Coach Joe Judge, and they're playing hard for him, and it's coming away with a couple wins. That also helps that they're in first place and they're in a terrible division, but they're winning. You know, they, they're at least looking like a very, like in the beginning stages of shaping that franchise back up again, what it used to be with Tom Coughlin. But here in Cincinnati, there, there's no, there was a hope, and I still think that there is a better outlook for them than a couple teams in the NFL. I don't know what Jacksonville's doing. I don't know what the Jets are doing. Cincinnati's not lost per se, but I just don't know if they have the head coach of the future here and Zach Taylor. I, I'd be surprised to see if he sticks around after next year or after this year. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, the more the losses continue to pile up. I mean, let's say you don't win another game. Guy won four games in two years. I mean, does he really has he really earned a, a uh, you know, another shot? He might go his first two full seasons as a head coach without winning a single away game. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a real possibility at this point in the season. And again, you know, at this point, you can look at and say, well, I mean, what's he coaching? And I'll give that to you because, you know, they're, they're sending, you know, you know, Brandon Allen out there to play quarterback. Right. So, I mean, that's tough. But as I said, and, you know, they, they just look like they've already checked out for this season. It's a coach's job to get his team prepared to play week in and week out, no matter what the circumstance is. And they just look like they don't want to play for him at this point. Right. That's why I brought up, you know, in New York, you know, it's another young coach and Joe Judge. That's a that's a team that was in disarray. And, you know, those guys are playing hard. He's done his job to inspire his guys. Zach Taylor, it, again, like you saying, it's like an uninspired team that that Cincinnati's putting out in the field right now. And do I think the future is bright? I do, because of the skill position players that they have. Once Joe gets healthy again, once you get Joe Mixon back out onto the field, you got T. Higgins, you got Boyd, and maybe even a little bit with A.J. Green. He's not your feature wide receiver anymore, but he can still go out there and produce. But once you get your guys back under maybe some new leadership here, 
maybe they can uh, turn things around, but they need a better offensive line, and they needed some pass rushing on defense. they got to put the pressure on opposing quarterbacks just like how their quarterback has been pressured. But, again, for Cincinnati, that was a 19-7 to loss yesterday and a uh, uninspiring game, like you have said. Uh, the game that's going on right now and the uh, couple teams right here in the Steelers and the Washington football team. Steelers right now have a 14 to nothing lead over the Washington football team. Two minutes to go before halftime. It's a third down and seven on Pittsburgh's 46 with Washington having the ball. We'll step aside for a quick break. On the other side, it's more of the sports fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. When there's something strange lurking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference, serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. To find out about local job opportunities with the Air Force Reserve at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base or Youngstown Air Reserve Station, call 800-257-1212 or go to AFreserve.com. Sponsored by the Air Force Reserve and aired in Kauai operation with the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM. Mills and Mike along with Joe Medor. Up until 7 o'clock today for the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. And you know, it's a start of a good week right here. It's finals week. You know, a lot of... Uh, you know, if students are here, I guess they'll be disappearing for a Christmas break. Of course, you know, we'll still be here. We're going out calling those games. We got the information from Troy. It's about an hour trip up to Circleville uh, for the Bulldog game against Circleville. I'll be away uh, about an hour three, you know, depending on which way we take. Uh, so it's not, uh, not not too bad of a road road trip right there. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we didn't really have a uh, any way to go to the game yesterday for the Ohio Bobcats. Because that Bobcat game on Sunday, yesterday against Cleveland State, yes, it was a blowout, but that game just showed you how dominant Ohio has been over the past, or how good. I mean, it's quality basketball that they're playing over the last you know, three, four games of the season. I mean, right from the get-go, they've been playing some good basketball. A 101-46 to 
blowout victory normally does not tell you a whole lot, but the Bobcats went on a 40 to nothing run. That's an NCAA record. 40 to nothing from one Division I team against another D1 team. That is just a uh, an unbelievable performance from Jeff Bowles and, and his team and just goes to show you how far they've come and how short of a time here in Bowles' tenure. That was a bad Cleveland State team, Connor. And it was a bad Cleveland State team. <laughs> that, was an ex- they were, that was an extremely terrible team. I mean, they had 20 turnovers, only managed to score 46 points, as we mentioned, the 40-0 run. That, uh, that team had a lot to do, but, you know, in non-conference play, sometimes you get those teams, you got to beat who they put in front of you. And, you know, Ohio got a lot of contributions from a lot of different places, 20 from McDay, 18 from Dwight Wilson. Now, what, what, well, say about Dwight Wilson and what I like so far about him, he's basically been, you know, kind of like the, the five, and, you know, they kind of run a smaller lineup this year because they don't have that, that real true big guy down low. But Dwight Wilson... He had the scoring presence down low that they did not have last year. Agbonda was a was a great defender, uh, always pulling in double-digit rebounds, but not not much of a scorer. But Dwight Wilson, I mean, he had a double-double in the first half yesterday. And, I mean, that's huge to have that down low. That allows, you know, Vanderplas to be able to get away from the block and step out and shoot the three like we know how he likes to do. He only went one for six yesterday, Vanderplas, from deep. But, you know, they didn't really need it all too much in the, the almost 50 or excuse me, almost 60-point victory they had yesterday. Um, but, yeah, this Cleveland State team is uh, trending in, a, in, a, in the wrong direction. Uh, they, had, they were a bad team last year. Look, they might be even worse. And, you know, a big game about this, a big thing about this game, a game like this, is you can get, you know, guys on the bench quality minutes. You get 22 minutes for Miles Brown, uh, 16 minutes for the freshman Mark Sears, 18 minutes for the freshman Sam Towns, the center, um, you know, you're able to get minutes off the bench, get rest for some of your starters who had to play some big minutes in that Illinois game. And then, of course, you know, Sears being the backup guard, the freshman that everybody's excited about, being able to get him out on the court. Nine points, four assists in his, in his 16 minutes. I mean, if they can get him playing somewhat consistently well and have a guard that can continue to facilitate the offense when Preston comes off the court, I mean, that's huge. Now, he had six turnovers. That's a problem. They're going to have to fix that. They had 15 as a team. I know they're going to want to limit that a little bit. And, you know, six from one guy, I mean, that's, that's a little bit much. But he's a freshman. It's only his, you know, fourth game at the college basketball level. You're hoping that throughout the year, you know, those numbers come down a little bit. But overall, I mean, you can't complain too much when you beat a team that badly. Uh, and, you know, coming off, you know, free throw shooting still a problem. Again, just 64% from the line in this game. Now they got to shoot 37 of them. So, I mean... You know, take that for what you will. But another great game from the field, almost 60%. You know, they did everything they had to do to win against a, against a pretty bad team. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the next game on the schedule, you know, it's all kind of tentative with uh, with the coronavirus situation. Some teams are just throwing in games randomly midweek. Next game on the schedule is against Marshall, who we know to be a solid mid-major here over the past few years. So that was going to be a, an interesting test for this team, I think. Yeah, it will be an interesting test. And the one thing that, I'll say I pose a question here to Heath, right? Because Heath and I were texting after this game, and you know he's a big basketball guy. He's a Michigan guy. I, I'll forgive him for Michigan, even though I don't have any uh, you know, bad blood against Michigan. Notre Dame fan growing up, but I guess I'll are, take, that's a rival. I, I mean, it might be a rival, but you know, maybe I'll go with Jersey. I'll, I'll go with Rutgers. I don't know. Or I mean, I, of course, I'll go with the Bobcats. I mean, going to be a, a graduate in a couple of days from from the university, but. I was texting back and forth with Heath, and I said, you know, maybe big blowout win against another Division I opponent, a very close loss to 
to number five. I guess they were number eight at the time in the Fighting Illini. But a very close loss to Illinois. A record-setting win against Cleveland State's. I'm not saying that we'll put them into the top 25 just yet, but do you think that their performance through the first four games of their season warrants a little bit of looks from maybe some AP votes? No. I'm, you're not seeing any votes? None of the wins are impressive enough. I mean, this is a pretty, I mean, this is a big blowout win here against a D1 opponent. They're a bad team, Connor. I don't care if they're a D1 opponent. This is a team that Ohio should be blowing out. I'm just saying, maybe they get a couple of yeah, Look, they look good. Don't get me wrong. But, no, it's too early in the season to be talking about that. I mean, you know, it took a Buffalo team that was in the MAC a few years ago. They had to, you know, they had to go, you know, like 31-3 and three just to get ranked 16th in the country. You know, it, it takes a lot for a MAC school to get AP looks in, in basketball. Not even, like, a one, one vote? You're not going to get one vote for these guys? Uh, I'm not. I don't have a vote, first of all. And <laughs> second of all, I don't think they're going to get one, no. But, again, it was a great win, impressive win, and they did a lot of things really well. Yep. And uh, we got a caller right here on the Sports End. Caller, you're live. I had a question about the Cleveland State game. Did our coach allow the whole bench to play? I think the whole bench did play. Yeah, pretty much everybody got in yesterday. A lot of people yeah, played uh, a lot of minutes. Yeah, I didn't want to just run it up with our players. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, sometimes, you know, some of their starters are playing upwards of, you know, 30, 35-plus minutes. But, I mean, the most minutes played yesterday was only 27. So they definitely got a pretty strong rotation in there. That's what I just hoped he didn't just drive it up because he <laughs> wanted to <laughs> make a, a statement and make a record or something like that. But that I'll just happen even with the rest of the bench. Okay, that sounds great. I didn't did. watch it. Yeah, I mean, Miles <laughs> Brown with 22 minutes played. Uh, Michael Brown with four. Like they, they got the whole, I think anybody who was eligible to play at least got four minutes of play yeah. um, because nobody got less than four. I appreciate the banner between you two. You know, Connor, you're one person, and then that other person that brings you back down to earth sometimes. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> That's yeah. what I said tonight when I was listening. <laughs> yeah. All I want is an AP vote. I want somebody to look at the Bobcats and say, give, give them at least one point, one, one uh, vote. Right, and I I can't wait till next year when I can see Joe Burrow again on the field and listen to him at, in the after game speech and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just so devastating what happened. It is, it is. And, and you try, you guys are trying to keep your chin up and everything, but I think you're right about the coach. He's got to go. Yeah, I, it's but it's a. Tough position to be in, you know. Yeah, I right. mean, my whole, my big thing about it was the, the talks were already about maybe it's time to move on from him before the injury happened, and then just afterwards with where the team has gone, and you know they just look like a team. They they look like they don't want to be out there on Sundays. And, and so. the only reason they had the two wins this year is because of Joe. Absolutely, right. yeah. Yes. Right. Yep. Well, yep. So. Keep going, guys. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously disappointing what happened to Joe. Um, but you got to look forward to the future, right? I mean, he, he's, I'm sure, doing everything that he can. It was a successful surgery. At least that's what uh, the reports came out with. And now he's just got to you know, keep on working hard as he's done you know, really his whole life and uh, you know, get back out onto the field and, and do what he can. Also, um, just so you know, Ohio did not receive a, uh, a vote. Did that come out today? Today, yes. When did they vote on it? Did it say when the voters had a vote? They do it today after all the games from the week prior. That's all how right. it works. So they voted like sometime this morning about it. Yes. All right. They would have seen this result. Now I'm just disappointed. 
I want at least one. Not one guy's going to take a gamble on us? No. Connor, no? I understand they played a team tough that's pretty good, but they didn't beat them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, almost doesn't really count in, in uh, many sports. So. All right, well, all right. How about your take on this then? Sure. Why did Buffalo, after not playing this week, why did the Buffalo Bulls in football get ranked 24th in you know, the uh, AP college football rankings? How, after being out a week? People didn't play. They lost. So you got to move someone up. They were already receiving a bunch of votes before then. But nobody else deserved to. I mean, listen, Buffalo is a very good football team. They put up 70 against Kent State. They've got a, a running back rush for 409, and I get that. But how do you put a team who did not play above teams who either did? I mean, there was nobody else that they could have voted up. No, I mean, not really. Not, not, I mean, nobody really did anything spectacular this week that warranted it. I mean, they're a team that's been dominant in pretty much all their games, and they're undefeated. So throw them in there. Why not? I guess. But I, I was I was surprised to see them in there. Now it's good. I mean, they had, they've first time in the rankings, AP rankings, good for Buffalo. I just was surprised that they got ranked. But maybe next week. Maybe next week for the, the Bobcats. If we continue to, uh, if the team continues to do well, they continue to blow people out. I, I just want to vote. They're not getting one anytime soon. Just one. They got to beat a ranked team in college basketball. There, I mean, like I said, you know, they've they've won three games convincingly, but uh, Cleveland State, NCA and T. I mean, they don't even have a, you know, it's all letters. They don't even have a, any kind of. <laughs> and then they beat yeah. Chicago State, who's another pretty terrible basketball team. So, I mean, that's not going to warrant a vote. I mean, plus Illinois just lost the game this past week to Baylor. So, yeah, I mean, it's not gonna. That's not gonna get you anything in the top 25 talks but you know that doesn't matter in basketball that doesn't matter at all they go out and win the mac tournament they get a chance at the ncaa tournament that's what matters in the end so yeah i mean there's been mid-major teams that have been ranked before that lose their conference tournament then miss out on the on the ncaa tournament still what happened to uh i think it was smu a couple years ago they were ranked like 24th and they didn't win their conference and then they didn't end up making the the tournament so we're less about being in the top 25, more about winning the MAC, because that's what's going to be really important. Well, all right, yeah. That, I mean, the main focus, we're not even into the, the Mid-American Conference yet. I mean, it, it's still maybe a, a couple games away before we hit the Mid-American Conference. Uh, but still, you know, I, I, I just wanted to see a little bit of national recognition before we hit the conference part of the schedule. Uh, and I had a look, because they did release the women's schedule. The Ohio Bobcats women's basketball team does have four votes. Right, they but beat they a ranked be, team. They beat a ranked team. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they they're out. They uh, they got a couple votes for uh, for beating a ranked ranked team in Notre Dame. And plus, they're a team that's had that kind of reputation the past couple of years. I mean, they've had votes at times last year, the year before that. They won thirty games. You know, right. so I mean, right. it's also been an Ohio men's team that has struggled mightily the past few seasons. So things are turning up, though. Things are uh, on the up and up. We'll take another break right here on the Sports Fan, and we'll wrap up the program right after this. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, 
W-A-T-H. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Fair Hope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Back inside for the sports fan, 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Those are Mike with Joe Medor, and of course, up until seven o'clock, right here on the radio program. And you know, we spent a lot of time talking a little bit about the Bengals, a little bit about you know what's going on at the high school level and such. And of course, uh, over on our sister station right now, Russ Eisenstein, and he was with I think Frank Solich was on the show. Uh, the athletic director Julie Cromer was on uh, XTQ, and of course, um, I, I think they got even Jeff Bowles to, to be a part of the program too. Uh, but that's what's going on sports-wise over there for of the course, football show. Yeah, for the football show. I mean, Bowles will get his own show. I mean, I, it's just overlapping right now with football. Right. Uh, so if they didn't overlap, I think they'd have their own separate shows. But. So I guess they ran out of, you know, no, no real football content to talk about. Uh, so they just said, ah, just bring a, let's bring Bowles on there. Well, I think he was on last week, too. Okay. Or no, I think uh, Bob Bolden was on last week for his win against Notre Dame. Gotcha. That, that, uh. I guess that'll warrant you a, a uh, so it's like the, show. It's just like the all-coaches show now, not, a, not just Frank. I guess. I guess a little bit. And it's tough because whenever you have a cancellation like the Bobcats did, and not only was it a late cancellation last Friday, but it was a cancellation that happened when Buffalo was already on the buses. They were already two and a half hours down into the trip from Buffalo to New York en route here to Athens, Ohio. And they found out that this game was canceled. That's got to be a boring drive yeah. from Buffalo to Athens. But then again, now they have to go back without even doing anything. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, I don't know what was happening. But on the they bus. also go back as guaranteed Mac East champs. So, you know, they right. probably started celebrating on the bus a little bit. Yeah. Well, maybe not. They probably wanted to play. I mean, I'm, did you see Jared Patterson's tweet? Did you see Derek Dorsey's tweet? Well, you got a point. Listen, this... I was excited for this game. I thought, the, I thought Ohio was going to give him a run. I did too. I thought the Bobcats were going to be ready to play. I think that they were getting better. Every single week. Of course, when you had the week off uh, with the rivalry game with Miami, 
Uh, that was disappointing, but, you know, it's another week to practice. But then here against Buffalo, you know, here's a 4-0 team. Here's a team that was talking a lot, and you know, it's a team that you want to beat. I mean, they, they've been beating them over the past couple of years, uh, but now you have a chance to, to control your own destiny into the Mid-American Conference championship game, right? And now with the cancellation, obviously that doesn't happen. And again, the number one priority is the health and safety. You know, you got you know, a couple of uh, you know, older guys around the football team, and you don't want to get them sick, right? I mean, that's the whole point of this. But uh, yeah, it's also for a strictly football vantage point, a disappointing way to lose out on a trip to the championship game. Because had Ohio played that game, I, listen, am I basing it off of anything but a gut feeling? No. But I, I had a gut feeling that Ohio was at least going to be within the touchdown of, of Buffalo, if not beat them like they blew them out a couple years ago. Did I expect a blowout? No, but I expected you know, a very competitive and very watchable football game from Ohio. And, uh, you know, against a team like Buffalo, they rise to the occasion. And disappointing that it didn't get to happen, disappointing that it didn't uh, result in a Mid-American Conference championship game this year for Ohio. Uh, just the way that it happens, of course, of COVID and everything else. Um, but, you know, now Buffalo gets to go back out there and and compete. They are the Mac East champions. Only played four games. So it's um, is what it is at this point. But for Buffalo, I think left on their schedule, uh, they have just Akron. And Akron won their first football game for the first time in what, 22, 23 games? It was 22. 22 games. Pretty. I mean, we called it on we here. Did. Trevor asked us, and we said, I, I think I said it first, Akron would beat Bowling Green in that game. They did it pretty convincingly, too. Bowling Green is, uh, yikes. <laughs> it's, it's a tough, rough shape right now. Yeah. I, well, they got a win. 31-3. to three. Good for Akron. Bowling Green is now the, uh, I'm, Bowling Green going to get a win this season? Absolutely not. <laughs> They just lost to a team that's lost 20-plus straight by four touchdowns. What do they have next? They got Miami. Oh, God. So they're still they probably, yeah, they're, they're probably not going to get a win. No. What's their closest game? Was it, was it, was it that one, 31-3? to Is their closest game on the season? Um, yeah. Yeah, 38-3 to loss at Toledo. 62-24 to loss, uh, that one was home against Kent State. A 42-17. Yeah, maybe that one. No, no. I can do math you just can... by looking at the screen. No, that's yeah. not as many as uh, 28. Yeah. So, yeah, Bowling Green's probably not going to get a win this season uh, unless something happens with that Miami game. But is what it is at this point, right? Look to next year. Frank Solich is still underneath, under contract for next year, and I think that he'll go out there and... It might be his last opportunity. I don't know how many more contract extensions. Uh, I guess Frank has earned the right to continue to coach for as long as he wants to coach. But I don't know how uh, how much longer he does want to coach. You just feel bad for the seniors who, uh, you know, this was going to be one of the biggest games of, of their career, honestly, against a really good Buffalo team who now we see is in the top 25. They're ranked 24th in the AP after after this weekend. So it, it would have been uh, – a great opportunity. I want to, we're the one to see what Armani Rogers could do in his last season, you know, as a, as a grad transfer, uh, getting a chance to start in that big game, just seeing what he would have done with the offense fully at his, uh, 
his disposal. We might still see him against Kent State because, you know, at this point, do you really want to risk, you know, your freshman Curtis Rourke to further injury? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. Plus, you know, maybe they want to try to get all the seniors in there like Armani and all the other guys that, uh, you know, kind of rough senior season, right? But, of course, they do have the option. This is this could be just like another redshirt year should people choose. We'll see what, you know, guys decide to do with that. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, Jared Patterson's tweet was, you know, kind of funny to me because, I mean, if you didn't see it, he tweeted, you know, like something, something along the lines of, you know, y'all got lucky tweeting to Ohio and, you know, Jared Dorsa of Ohio, linebacker, I believe he responded like they were excited to get the chance to beat them again because I don't think Jared Dorsa has ever lost to Buffalo in his college career. Um, but it's just funny because last year in the Ohio-Buffalo game, Jared Patterson got the ball 13 times and had 52 yards for no touchdowns. It's four yards a carry. It's no, nowhere near what he was, what he's been doing during this regular season. Now, of course, he's been on an unbelievable tear. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was a little interesting, considering you know they lost to Ohio last year, and he really wasn't much of a factor in the game. All right. He also was not the premier running back in on Buffalo's system. Now, you can make an argument maybe if he had the full time job uh, that he, he could have shown last year, like he's shining this year. But you know, this year he's he's proven himself. You know, as, as the number one running back, just kind of like how Demontre Tuggle has proven himself as the number one back. I mean, with Tuggle, you know, it was a, a three-man rotation with him, Ross, and uh, O'Shawn Allison. Yeah, and early on, he was kind of the odd man out. It was more more of Ross and, and Allison at the beginning of last year. Then Julian Ross went down to injury. He started to see Tuggle a lot more. But Right. Right. Now, what do you think here, Joe? If the bump, since the NCAA waived the, the rule for bowl game eligibility, right? You no longer have to be uh, reach the six games or whatever it is. If the Bobcats are offered a bowl spot, do you think that this team takes it? I don't know if they get one anymore, to be honest, because they're going to finish with, what, four games? A lot of these, you know, kind of mid-tier bowl games that Ohio finds themselves in, you know, like the Frisco Bowls and the what was the one they won last year, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Bahamas Bowl, things right, like that. Right. A lot of those are getting canceled. So, you know, it seems like they're going to play the, the bowls at the ranked teams in New Year's Six and obviously the college football playoffs, maybe a couple more of the bigger ones that aren't quite New Year's Six worthy but still draw in, you know, bigger programs. I'm just not sure if Ohio is going to have a spot in uh, – if there's going to be enough for a team like Ohio with playing only four regular season games, especially if they lose to Kent State and are two and two, I don't, I don't know if they're going to even be invited to one. If they do, I mean, you know, point up to the coaches. I'm sure they talk to the team about it because, you know, you probably want to get your seniors, if they are deciding to leave, uh, a chance to, you know, play one more game if, it, if they think it's safe and they can. But I don't know if they will. I don't know if there's going to be how many, how many games they're going to accommodate this year. Right. And it's not like these bowl games are selling tickets, right? So there's also a financial aspect to it, too. Because, you know, can you, let, let's say Ohio is awarded a bowl. Let's say that the, one of the bowl committees are like, all right, well, we want to see Ohio and San Diego State, let's just say, right? Because it was in the, uh, that was a Frisco Bowl not too long ago. Let's say they wanted those two teams and you know, they offer Ohio. I don't know, you know, what the financial standpoint of either, you know, any team that's outside of maybe the Power Six. You know, if you include the ACC and uh, uh, the American Conference and it within, like, the Power Five, because... Well, the ACC is in Power well, Five. ACC, American is not. I was yes. looking for the American yes. Conference. Uh, ACC with Clemson, and for this year, I don't... You think, well, I'll ask Notre Dame later, but 
Uh, I don't know how long Notre Dame will stay in the ACC. I don't foresee them being in there outside of this year. Unless they beat Clemson again and, and win the ACC championship. <laughs> then they might. That might entice them to stay. That could. That could. Uh, but still, you know, I don't know what it looks like financially. Uh, I think, you know, I'll, I'll talk to Trevor tomorrow. Trevor's going to be calling into the program, and he said, you know, there's a, a lot of bowl games, as we know, that, that have been canceled. And it looks like Ohio might be on the outside of that bubble while they are still eligible for a bowl game. I don't know if uh, if there's going to be enough bowl games to go out there and and uh, and play in. So a couple couple different angles that you can take and, and look at it. Yeah, I mean if they're like four and zero or something, maybe you give them a little bit more consideration. But now well, having two games canceled, only playing six games in the first place, they won't be playing in a conference championship game. It's kind of hard to, you know, find a bowl for them. I would think with the amount of cancellations that are going to happen, as I mentioned, they're probably just going to play the big market ones that you know bring in the, the Power 5 schools. Right. And, and Power 5 might be the only ones who can afford to do it. You know, it, it, it just might be that that realization. Uh, I don't know what, you know, a, a Miami of Ohio financial outlook looks like or a Bowling Green, or I don't, I don't think Bowling Green, uh, they are eligible. <laughs> Bowling Green is eligible for a bowl this year, but uh, obviously I don't think they're, they're going to be partaking in any bowl. Uh Bowl game this year. Yeah, you can't do that to those guys. They don't. They don't deserve that. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, they're giving up sixty to MAC teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows what it is? If they'll be in a bowl game, but they'll have another game past Kent State. We got only time will tell. Uh, well, we don't that, know if that game's gonna happen yet because you know both teams having COVID issues currently. So. Right. Two games. Yeah. Both teams had to deal with it, but. That's been the Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM. Appreciate the callers for calling in, being part of the program. And, of course, I'll come your way. Brad and Joey will be out uh, calling the game over on Power 105 tomorrow. But I'll still be here 6.06 tomorrow. It's been the Sports Fan on WATH.